Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Lions Half Victory Parade, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna. And the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this week? Your Cowboys made a mincemeat out of the Falcons. Yes, yeah. Um, so I'm feeling good about that. Uh, as I was very nervous things would not go well, so that was nice. I mean, I think I'm doing better than the Steelers are. That was very embarrassing this week. I mean, I don't know how many yeah, different ways the Lions can lose a football game. <laughs> no. But Blue the Cat was getting excited for a while because the Bengals were on a bye this week, so they couldn't lose. Jacksonville was actually somewhat competitive in the game against Yeah, they were thinking about winning for a second there. Yeah, Detroit um, pulled out a tie in Carolina with the surprise uh, victory at uh, Arizona, so a good week for uh, Cat teams, a relatively good it week. It was. Still only one was a good week for Cat four, teams. But that qualifies as a good week for Cat teams this season. The bar is pretty low, but you know what? That's okay. <laughs> we'll take I think they might all be picking in the top five of the draft next season. Yeah. Well, maybe how, not much, how many people do you have in the in the top five of the draft at this point? We're getting close to the end of the season. You should have about 13 teams there. Uh, I think you're exaggerating. I think I only have 10 in my top five draft picks. Only 10, uh, only, only 10 teams in, in the running for the top five draft picks at this point. <laughs> Thankfully, for once, it's not the Cowboys. Although, no. Blue the they Kitten, will not Blue be the Kitten, in the top five this formally year known as the Kitten. Blue the Cat seems pick. to have not joined us yet, but Mia, my cat, seems to have some opinions here. I think she also has 10 teams. So Mia is five. short for Miami. Is she a <clears throat> Dolphins fan? <laughs> I mean, she's not not a Dolphins fan. I think she's, she's a big probably fan not of Mike Gesicki. Mike fan if she year. had her on her team last weekend. A hot zero points. That was rough. That was, I, I, on I seven just, targets, no less. I don't know how Devontae Parker's on IR. You had, like, sort of functional quarterbacking going on. I don't understand how that happens. I mean, at one point he just was, like, blatantly dropping footballs. I, maybe maybe he had some money on the game. I don't know, but I, it's got to be better this week. That's that's all I can think. Oh, Should be giving the opponent, but I'm not so sure. We'll get to our game picks later. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be some dissension, <clears throat> as there usually is. Um, pretty much my my only thing to gloat about this week is that I I somehow called the the WTF winning last week, which you did get the WTF. I, I, not not a lot of other good happened, but we got that. Over the TVs, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did receive a text from Jenna. As promised. After the game, including. I mean, I, I hope it as long do. as it could. I will say I did make some money off them, and I'm pleased about that, but I think that's probably the last value we're going to have out of them this season. <laughs> Maybe the Lions... But, yeah, I mean, at some point, some point it's going to happen. At least they have their tie. It won't be the totally defeated Lions, partially. 
They're also going to attempt to start a quarterback who's still currently on IR this week. So the Lions are really taking it to a new level. Um, But before we get to that. Their new quarterback certainly is appropriately named given how the team is playing this year. You're not not kidding. (laughs) It's rough. But um, we're going to dive in with that. We've got the ever-present COVID update, injuries, news, notes, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, your game predictions, daily fantasy picks. We get it all for you. We'll be here for a full hour, as we are every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. So if you missed an episode, you, you need some good Wednesday night plans, whatever, we're here for you. And, of course, you can find us everywhere you download your favorite podcast. So take us on the go, travel, we make a commute very nice. Uh, you can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THNNinja show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can email us at the number 4THNNinja show at gmail.com. So we're all over the place. Um, before we dive into the injuries, don't forget we are still in the fun of the bye weeks. This week it's the Broncos and the Rams. Uh, the way the Rams have been playing the last two weeks, maybe it's not that big of a loss, but. Uh, no Teddy Two Gloves, no Matt Stafford, no Cooper Cup this week, so we've got some holes to fill there. Before we get into the real injuries here, COVID is still running wild in the NFL. Uh, the Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, tested positive, wasn't able to play on Sunday. Uh, they are not sure if he's going to play or not this week, but Mike Tomlin said he doesn't need to practice. As long as he gets cleared, he's going to play. Is that the smartest thing in the world? I don't know. Um, but also now the defense is starting to catch it as well. Minka Fitzpatrick tested positive on Monday, so he's in jeopardy to play this Sunday. Um, obviously, where there's one person with COVID, more can come. So keep that in mind when you're setting your lineups. On the yeah, other take a side look at of the, the Browns country, running back situation yeah, if you yeah. want to see what COVID can do to a team between COVID and the IR. I think uh, Jarvis Johnson's the only healthy guy they have on the team right now, running back wise. Yes, that is super correct. Uh, look, looking like he could get some more good touches this week. Um, Nick Chubb, speaking of the Browns, still not activated off the COVID list. He clearly is having symptoms, hasn't been able to to get those negative tests yet, even being vaccinated. So they're not sure at this point if he's going to be able to play this week. Kareem Hunt's not going to get activated. Jarvis Johnson is literally the last man standing. Um, so the Browns are in a bad way. The Chargers put Joey Bosa on the COVID list yesterday after two of their defensive t- tackles tested positive. Joey Bosa, however, not tested positive. He is unvaccinated, and he's a close contact. Uh, so he has to quarantine for five days and continue testing negative. Um, he did test negative today, they announced, so he's on track to potentially be able to play this Sunday, but it's it's a great area. It's going to be pretty close. So he goes out Chargers to dinner defense, with him on Saturday night. Yeah, right. The, the Chargers defense is definitely going to look different this week. Uh, the Bengals, Bills, and Falcons all also have put players on the COVID list this week with positive tests. So keep in mind these are teams where it could continue to spread when you have people like Cole Beasley and Joey Bosa are walking around unvaccinated. Um, also, better COVID news. It looks like Greg Sterling is going to be activated off the COVID list tomorrow, so he's actually probably a kicker you want on your fantasy team right now. He's finally going to be healthy, so that's good. Um, in non-COVID injury news, Rams wide receiver Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Trees, who we spent some time talking about last week after the Odell Beckham Jr. signing, wondering how are they going to find targets for all of these players, especially oh, when Robert Woods was already 
feeling uh, that he wasn't getting enough, uh, went out on Friday and tore his ACL in practice, which was really interesting in that he got hurt on a play, got up, finished the rest of the practice, fully practicing, did all of his media commitments, and then someone stuck him in an MRI machine and realized he had a fully torn ACL. So can you imagine how strong he is that he just was out there running around (laughs) like it was no big deal? Uh, So he is unfortunately done for the season, which frees up some of those targets for Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the Panthers are prepping Cam Newton to be their starter this week versus, when you know, old Riverboat Ron, his former coach who didn't want him anymore in Carolina, uh, after we saw Cam come in and get a couple of touchdowns and it's just a weird setup, but PJ Walker's also going to be ready, but Cam Newton's going to probably be your starter for the Panthers this week. Um, And in other big news, the Packers are going to be without running back Aaron Jones for one to two weeks. He's got a sprained MCL. It didn't look great. Uh, Out in Arizona, we saw it, as we have the last two weeks. Kyler Murray was going to play this week. He was getting closer. He was feeling good. Tommy, if you've heard this before, he's getting closer to playing. He's feeling good. (laughs) That ankle isn't bothering him as much. Uh, He's actually practicing some. It's limited, so he might just be on a stationary bike for all we know most of the time. But um, he seemed to think he's going to play. He seemed to think that in the last two weeks. Let's also keep in mind the Cardinals have their bye next week. So if I were the Cardinals, I'm probably not running him out there. But who knows at this point. It'll be a game-time decision. So if you have Kyler Murray on your team, please go pick another quarterback up. I already have. You should already have as well. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins didn't play last week as well. Uh, the second straight game, he's not practicing at all. That hamstring injury seems to be uh, more severe. It doesn't look like he's going to play this week. Um, again, the bye week's coming up. He needs some time to get healthy. Quarterback Colt McCoy was knocked out of Sunday's game with what they're calling a pectoral strain. He's been limited to practice, so it looks like he will probably be able to go if Kyler Murray doesn't. But we're not really going to know who's going to play quarterback for the Cardinals until probably about two it's hours before game time. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, a good week to be a, a third-string quarterback, it looks like, in the NFL. Maybe Colin Kaepernick. Between the Lions and the Jets and the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, Colin Kaepernick could be coming out of the woodwork any day now. Um, uh, the Cardinals also officially put running back Chase Edmonds on IR on Saturday with that ankle injury, so he's going to be out at least three weeks now. Out in Atlanta, or um Obviously, this didn't go great for them last week, and they're playing tomorrow night, Thursday night. Cordell Patterson, running back, wide receiver, every man, kick returner, is going to be a game-time decision with an ankle injury. It looks like there's a decent chance he's not going to play. So for those of you using him in your flex spot, probably want to throw somebody else in there this week. Out in Baltimore, running back Latavius Murray was limited at practice. He's coming off the bye, bye week. He hasn't played in a couple of weeks. It looks like the ankle's getting healthier, so that's a good sign. Um, and what's a good sign for him, but maybe not for Le'Veon Bell. The Ravens did release Le'Veon Bell this week, which makes you think Latavius Murray is probably healthier than it looks. Uh, wide receiver Marquise Brown didn't practice today. He's dealing with a thigh injury. He has been playing through it, so he's likely going to do that again, but he's going to be listed as questionable up until game time. Lamar Jackson's not practicing. He's sick for the third time this season, and that does not include his two cents with COVID. So he does not have COVID. He does have a, a virus. So, so he will play this week unless, you know, he ends up hospitalized between now and then, which doesn't look likely. Out in Buffalo, uh, Cole Beasley, who I mentioned is unvaccinated, uh, is actually not practicing because he had a rib injury, suffered on Sunday. But 
you know, the facility is walking around with COVID. So I would maybe not think that he's going to be a great play this week, but you can keep an eye on him. In Chicago, running back Damian Williams is limited to practice today, which is a good sign. He hasn't been practicing a whole lot. He's dealing with a knee injury. Wide receiver Darnell Mooney was limited as well with a foot injury. In more concerning news, wide receiver Allen Robinson is not practicing at all with the hamstring injury. It doesn't look like he has a great chance of playing this week, um, but it's going to go down towards the end of the week. They are hoping to get Khalil Mack back this week from ankle injury. Remember, they're coming off their bye as well. Out in Cleveland, uh, as we mentioned, still got the COVID running wild. Nick Chubb's still not off the COVID list. Kareem Hunt is not going to be activated off IR this week, maybe next week, but it seems like this calf is healing slowly. Uh, wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones has been limited with a groin injury just like last week. He played through it last week, but clearly was not as effective or dynamic as he normally is. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about whether or not you put him in your lineup this week. And quarterback Baker Mayfield says he is, quote, as beat up as he's ever been. He's not practicing. Um, he's going to play unless the coaches literally do not let him go on the field. He's now got the torn labrum in his left shoulder, a left knee injury, and a left foot injury. Um, so the left side of his body is not doing great. The right side seems to be okay, right however. Right so dangerous. We'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Out in Detroit, as we've alluded to, there is some quarterback instability. Jared Goff is dealing with an oblique strain. He says his availability is going to, quote, depend on functionality. He says he can manage the team, but whether or not he can be functional is going to decide if he plays or not. The Lions are preparing for Tim Boyle to be the starter this week, not David Blau, who's actually the second quarterback on their depth chart. Let's also remember that Tim Boyle is actually still uh, technically on injured reserve. He has not been officially activated off it yet. He was put on with a broken finger. So the Lions are preparing to start a guy currently on IR, which seems very Detroit Lions of them. So we'll see how that goes. I'm guessing not great. Uh, Running back Jamal Williams is back at practice in limited fashion, but still there dealing with a thigh injury. That's a good sign this week, especially because the run game is probably going to be very necessary. Out in Green Bay, quarterback Aaron Rodgers. The quarterback's going to be too. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) <laughs> in Green Bay, quarterback Aaron Rodgers didn't practice today with what he's calling a toe injury. He's officially questionable he's going to play this week. Devontae Adams was limited today with a shoulder injury. He's going to play through that. Out in Indianapolis, quarterback Carson Wentz, uh, his wife had their baby on Monday. So he's just, he is sleep deprived this week, but he's going to be playing. He reportedly was doing some film study in the hospital. Just remember, never throw over the middle. Just keep telling your newborns that and you should be fine. In Jacksonville, running back Carlos Hyde's been limited at practice a shoulder injury, and running back James Robinson is not practicing. He's definitely questionable coming into this week. He was dealing with just a heel-slash-ankle sprain. Now he's also added a knee injury to that designation, so uh, it's looking like there's a real chance he won't play. In Kansas City, in potentially better running back news, they're going to see how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire practices this week before deciding if they're going to officially activate him off IR for this week's game. Obviously, as a Cowboys fan, I know how I want that to go, but pretty much everyone else is like, quite a player to get activated. I think it's Cam Woods. In Las Vegas, running back Josh Jacobs has been limited today with a knee injury, and Jalen Richard is not practicing at all with rib injuries, so a little, little banged up there. It looks like Josh Jacobs will be fine for this weekend. In Miami, as we mentioned, um, like I said, he did not have any catches last week, which is terrible. 
But uh, Tuatonga Vailoa did return. He did not start. Jacoby Brissett was your starter. He was knocked out of the game with a knee injury. Tua came in and actually looks pretty good. Uh, he is going to be the starter this week. J- Jacoby Brissett is fully practicing. He's able to play. So if things go sideways, you may see him back in the game. But for the moment, Tua is your starter in Miami. In New England, coming into tomorrow night's game, Nikhil Harry is questionable with a knee injury. Running back Brandon Bolden is also questionable. He's dealing with a hip injury, um, but it looks like the backfield has gotten over all of their concussions, so that is a plus. In New Orleans, quarterback Taysom Hill, who's also fresh off his own concussions, also now practicing now with a foot injury, so he's questionable coming into this weekend. In better news there, running back Alvin Kamara was back to practice today. He used his last, uh, last week's game with a knee injury. He was limited, but it looks like he's on on pace to play this week, which is a very good thing for the Saints. Sherpa's Giants are still dealing with a lot. <laughs> Wide receiver Sterling Shepard was limited to practice, dealing with quad injury. It's not looking very promising, but he's still healthier than some of your other wide receivers. Um, running back Simon Berkeley had a, a much better practice. Even though he's designated as limited, he did a lot more. So it's looking like he's going to play this week finally with that ankle injury. On the other hand, uh, Devontae Booker did not practice today. He's listed with a hip injury, but they're saying he missed practice today with personal reasons, so he should be good to go this weekend. Um, also, kicker Graham Gano is sick. He's not practicing. Does not have the COVID, but might not be kicking this week. In New York... The Jets are going to start Joe Flacco quarterback this week. So that's how things are going there. Um, they decided he is going to be the better option over Mike White. Zach Wilson is apparently still not totally ready to go with that knee injury. So here we are. I am really sorry, Jets fans. That is not great. Uh, wide receiver Denzel Mims has not been activated off the COVID list after he tested positive in this Sunday's game. In Philadelphia, uh, tight end Dallas Goddard, he hit his head really hard on Sunday. Um, I would not be surprised if you don't see him play this week, but he is currently not out of the concussion protocol yet, not practicing. Um, They did open the uh, practice window for running back Miles Sanders today. So he could be designated to return from IR this week. They're not sure yet if he's going to play. They're in kind of wait-and-see mode to see how his ankle responds. It doesn't look like they're leaning towards actually having him play, but we'll see as the week goes on. In Pittsburgh, not only do they have COVID, but he's playful dealing with a toe injury. Didn't play last week. He was limited today. But at least he's on the field, which is a plus. Uh, they had a scary moment last week with T.J. Watt getting knocked out of the game. He doesn't have any structural damage in his knee or his hip. He's got a lot of soreness. He's questionable going into this week. So that will probably be a game-time decision. And more interesting news, I guess, (laughs) in San Francisco, uh, running back Elijah Mitchell fractured his finger, had surgery yesterday, and is planning to play on Sunday. He's also listed with a rib injury, but everybody seems pretty positive that he's going to play on Sunday. So more power to him. Uh, running back to Michael Hasty did not practice today with an ankle injury, so again, they become the need Elijah Mitchell out there. It looks like he's going to go. Um, wide receiver Debo Samuel has been limited with a shin injury. He's going to keep playing. He's still going to have a monster game. I wouldn't worry too much about it. He did, however, put wide receiver Muhammad Sanu on IR with an injury, a knee injury on Monday. Out in Seattle, it looks like we're going to get running back Chris Carson back from IR last week with that neck injury he'd been dealing with. He said it wasn't wasn't feeling pain, but 
he didn't get activated and now he's not practicing at all. They, they're saying he's not progressing the way they hope. It doesn't look like he's going to get activated this week. I'm a lot more concerned about that. His season might get shut down if we're not careful and my fantasy team could use him. So please come back. Please get healthy. <laughs> In Tampa Bay, uh, a lot of injuries going around there. Richard Sherman hurt his calf pregame warming up on Sunday. He's now officially on IR as of today. He's going to be out at least three weeks. Tight end Rob Gronkowski and then wide receiver Antonio Brown are both listed officially as questionable. Bronx dealing with that back injury. Antonio Brown's got that sprained ankle. Uh, it looks like Gronkowski has a much better chance of playing, but they'll both probably be game-time decisions. In Tennessee, running back Jeremy McNichols is dealing with a concussion. He's not practicing. <clears throat> so, again, keep an eye on him as the week goes. The old WTF, the Washington football team, uh, wide receiver Terry McLaurin was limited with a shoulder injury. He will play through it unless there's some kind of major setback between now and Sunday. Running back Antonio Gibson's limited with a shin injury. That's going to be how it is for the rest of the season. He's going to keep playing. It's just a matter of how many targets, how many carries he's going to get. Curtis Samuel didn't uh, play last week. He's not practicing. That groin injury is still not getting better. I wouldn't expect to see him on the field this week. We're also not going to likely see tight end Logan Thomas, who we thought maybe had a chance of getting activated off IR last week. He's been dealing with that hamstring injury most of the season. He's not practicing today, so it's not looking like he's going to get activated this week, which is a problem because Ricky Seals-Jones, his replacement, is not practicing with a hip injury. So things at tight end are a little murky at Washington, and unfortunately for them, their star defense player, Chase Young, tore his ACL during the game on Sunday. He's done for the year. So defense is going to be looking a little different come Sunday. So we have a few people to replace. <laughs> How's the waiver wire looking today, Sherpa? What have you been up to in that? <laughs> uh, just collecting the garbage, taking it out, and then relaxing for a bit. But I'm back now. Um, there you go. I'm glad you rested for it. Yeah, I'm That's a good. domestic kind of person here. So <laughs> let's see, waiver wire. Lots of uh, wide receivers, as usual. Just a handful of running backs that I would mention. Um, Ramondre Stevenson with um, New England. They're getting ready for their Mm -hmm. Super Bowl revenge match with uh, Atlanta. And he looked pretty good. Of course, now if Damian Harris really does come back, that makes him a lot less attractive option. But you figure that they'd probably be at least in a timeshare this weekend. So or I should say tomorrow yeah. night. So he's a pretty attractive choice. Uh, Matt Breda, how many people uh, have him on their fantasy teams? Probably nobody before this Good weekend, question. but he's back with a vengeance for uh, Buffalo. They're um, hosting Indianapolis this weekend. The Eagles three-headed uh, backfield monster continues. Uh, Boston Scott, part of that. They're hosting New Orleans this weekend. And uh, given that everybody else is uh, – hurt in the Detroit backfield. Uh, Jamar Jefferson might be a, um, a long shot uh, pick up if you're desperate uh, for running back this week. But pretty short list, but um, maybe one or two yeah. of those guys have a good game for you this weekend. Hey, it's better than, you know, an empty running back slot. So <laughs> there's, there's some yeah, opportunity. I mean, it's not like it's to a totally more... long shot. Right. But, we'll take it. Yeah, Stevenson, I, I would say, is probably the best. Um, Matt Breida, interesting, you know, depending on how you think that game is going to go, there might be a fair amount of garbage time in that game, and if so, you know, he might yeah. uh, get some more run than uh, he would otherwise, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, okay. only one way to find out for sure, but I think those are good options. 
Yep. Wide receiver-wise, uh, New England also has uh, an attractive entry on that list, uh, Kendrick Bourne. And uh, I know mm-hmm. we're not there yet, but, uh, you know, shout out to Jacoby Myers for finally scoring his first NFL yes. touchdown yes. last weekend. I'm so, so excited. We can, <laughs> we can uh, it's take the Jacoby Myers watch, touchdown I, watch I off. benched him, so, you know, that's – um, serves you right. <laughs> so, um, Jamal Agnew with uh, Jacksonville, DeAndre Carter with Washington, Byron Pringle with Kansas City, Albert Wilson with uh, Miami, Kwon Smith with New Orleans, Gabriel Davis with Buffalo, Robbie Anderson um, with Carolina, Ray Ray McLeod with the Steelers, Marquez Callaway also with uh, the Saints, and Isaiah Ford also with the Dolphins. Uh, all uh, had good weeks last week and uh, are reasonably attractive and widely available fantasy options for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some, some pretty I'd solid say options Kendrick there. Bourne, Jamal Agnew, and uh, Marquez Callaway, probably my favorites from that list, but uh, yeah, you know, who knows? That's true. I mean, Marquez Callaway's so, got to get, get it together at some point here, right? Like, you just you, you can't would think, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, and hopefully this will be the week. Uh, Quarterback-wise, a um, few interesting choices. Matt Jones really seems to be coming into his own. I don't think he's going to lead the league in you know, touchdown passes or anything, but you know, he's certainly efficient in that uh, defense. He's clamping down on people, and their offense mm-hmm. seems to have figured out how to score points. So you know, he might be an attractive option if you need one for this weekend. Um a little hesitant to recommend Trevor Simeon, but here we are. Uh, Taylor Heineke, are. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mason <laughs> Rudolph, and uh, Cam Newton might be a, a speculative play with some upside, uh, as you uh, yeah, mentioned with they, the they revenge game against uh, Riverboat Ron this weekend. Yeah, yeah, they 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 want to make it work. I mean, when you pay a man six and a half million dollars just to show up, like you want to get something out of that. <laughs> I, can't, I guess I can yeah. understand that. Yeah. Okay. Um, tight end-wise, uh, Tyler Conklin still out there in a lot of leagues. Dan Arnold, Austin Hooper, and Gerald Everett. I'm not sure that uh, Conklin and Arnold are good plays this weekend, but um, if, if you need somebody for more than a week, uh, both those guys uh, might be worth investigating. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I just wish Dan Arnold was still the Panther, but other than that, I have no problem with it. <laughs> well, now that Sam Darnold isn't going to be throwing uh, any touchdowns yeah, for them anytime soon, if ever. Yeah, well, maybe Dan Arnold, I mean, uh, maybe um, yeah, maybe Sam Darnold mm-hmm. will wind up as uh, Jacksonville's backup next year, or maybe they'll both find, wind their way up and wind up in Houston or, or Detroit or something. Yeah, hey, they could be anywhere. I just want you to remember, CJ Beathard, the gunslinger, is currently quarterback too in Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know well, who would ever want to replace him. <laughs> I hope Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback for the Cowboys on week one next year because that would mean some <sighs> things have gone terribly wrong. But, uh, you know. The Cowboys, that could happen at any moment. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, never rule it out. And as far as defenses, you might want to consider streaming this weekend. Uh, San Francisco at Jacksonville, 
the Chargers hosting Pittsburgh, Eagles hosting New Orleans, Miami on the road against the Jets, Cincinnati on the road at Las Vegas, Las Vegas uh, home against Cincinnati, and the Jets uh, hosting Miami. So um, last week it was a strange week. It seemed like every game was either a blowout or an upset. This week I think there'll be some uh, low-scoring games. Yeah, I think I think we'll have more competitive games, but I mean, it was there were a lot of upsets. There was a lot of weird last week. Yeah, it was a strange week. I'm playing a pick'em pool, and of the you know 14 games last weekend, I think the winning team had uh, eight right. It was pretty bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't good for any of us. It was a bloodbath out there. <laughs> Yeah. But, so, you know, tough, you got this tough week. week. Hopefully this could be a better week. Yeah, there's hoping. There's hoping. But uh, let's let's take a look at who we like this week. There's some good starts and sits. There's some definite sits, but there's some good starts here. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess, who do you like to run about? Um, Christian McCaffrey, who hasn't really been a frequent guest on my list this year, no. partly because of injury, partly because I haven't liked the matchups, but uh, he's number one on my list this week, believe it or not. Ezekiel Elliott, two. Oh. Austin Eckler, three. Josh Jacobs, if he's healthy enough to play, four. James Conner, Leonard Fournette. Dante Foreman, who seems to have a very tenuous grip on the lead uh, running back job, um, job there in Tennessee, mm-hmm. although still looks like a committee. Uh, Damian Harris, if he's uh, able to play uh, Devonta Freeman and uh, Daryl Williams, assuming that Clyde Edwards uh, Hilaire is not back at full strength. And honorable mentions yeah. to uh, Zach Moss in Buffalo and Jeff Wilson with San Francisco. Okay. All right. Jeff Wilson popping up. I like it. Um, I've got Najee Harris at the top of my list. I didn't think I would be here, but here we are. That's the only thing I like about the Steelers offense. <laughs> um, Austin Eckler coming in at number two for me. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey is down at four on my list. I'm mostly worried about having Cam Newton in. I think he's going to try to run too much, and it's going to be too much of a Cam Newton show. But he and Christian McCaffrey were hugging it out. Maybe maybe it'll go better. Uh, Jonathan Taylor at five, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, and Joe Mixon checking in at number 10. Right. I've got Dalvin Cook at the top of my avoid list. Uh, James Robinson, if he's even healthy enough to play. David Montgomery, Darnus Johnson, Najee Harris, A.J. Dillon, Miles Gaskin, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, David Johnson, and uh, dishonorable mention to Mike Davis. <laughs> Poor Mike Davis on dishonorable mention list. I've got Nick Chubb at the top of my list. Even if he gets healthy and activated, He's clearly having COVID symptoms. Despite being vaccinated, he's still dealing with this. And not being able to breathe very well doesn't make for a very strong running back. So I'm thinking maybe this is a week I'd stay away from him. Um, If the Eagles get crazy and activate Miles Sanders, I don't want any part of it. Uh, That ankle injury is bad. They still don't really know how to handle their run game. I I don't want to be anywhere near it. Corderell Patterson, I'm staying away from it as well. Even if he plays tomorrow night, I don't. I don't like it. Thursday night games, a bad ankle. It's just not good all the way around. 
Naheem Hines, David Johnson, Boston Scott, clearly I'm not real high on the Eagles backfield this week. Brendan Bolden, Alex Collins, Devin Singletary, and Deontay Freeman. Okay, how about um, wide receivers? Who do you like this week? Loving Devontae Adams. I think um, obviously that game last week was really just terrible. <laughs> it wasn't fun to watch. It didn't look like it was fun to play in. Um, both teams need some redemption. I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams uh, will have a much better week this week. Tyree Kill, I think, will also have a pretty nice day against Cowboys defense. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Debo Samuel, who despite maybe not having the world's greatest quarterback throwing to him, maybe having a bad leg, I think he's still in for a very big big uh, game this week. Tamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, and D.K. Metcalf, despite getting thrown out, trying to put himself back in the game. Um, I think he's got a little bit to prove this week, and he's going to remind people why he's so dynamic. i got to say, I wish oh. you'd put on the, the, the fake mustache and, and glasses and really Bobby sold Valentine it. Yep, yeah. a la Bobby Valentine, but unfortunately we did not get that. So all of that. <laughs> well, he, he was on my avoid list last week, which is probably why he got thrown out of the game. He was upset about that. <laughs> he, knew. he knew. He <laughs> knew. So uh, Tyreek Hill at the top of my uh, recommended list for this week, Amari Cooper, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, D.J. Moore, Hunter Renfro, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, I think might uh, be a healthier option, and Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Brian Edwards rounding out my top ten, and honorable mention to A.J. Green. So I managed to work in both A.J. Brown and A.J. Green, who collectively shall fourth be known as AJ Colors. <laughs> I like that. AJ Colors. <laughs> We've now put them as one human. I'm into it. I would like to start all of the AJ Colors. That makes a good good deal of sense to me. Um, however, I want to stay far, far away from Kenny Galladay. Same thing with Robbie Anderson. Uh, I just I, I don't feel good about that quarterback situation. I think that's pretty obvious. So who knows what's going to happen? I don't want any part of it. Uh, Jameson Crowder, Allen Robinson, like I said, that injury makes me very nervous. Uh, I'm sorry, Allen Robinson, I.I., as well as Marvin Jones, I.I. Tyler Boyd, Marquise Callaway, as much as I would like to pick him up as a, a streaming option, maybe don't want to start him if I don't have to. Chase Claypool and that toe injury makes me nervous. Uh, Cole Beasley and uh, pretty much all of the Eagles wide receivers. I know, I know, after last week, it looks like maybe it's a good idea. It's not. Just stay away. I don't love it this week. <laughs> uh, Justin Jefferson at the top of my avoid list for this oh. week. Uh, not real sanguine about their prospects against uh, Green Bay's defense and secondary. Uh, Allen Robinson, also high on my avoid list. Michael Pittman, Marvin Jones, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, also on my list. Russell Gage, Darnell Mooney, Brandon Cooks, Kadarius Toney, and dishonorable mention to a couple of Colts wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. Oh, sad. It's a sad list. A sad avoid list. The avoid <laughs> list is always a sad list, just by definition. It is. It is. It's hard today. Um, quarterbacks. Maybe more, maybe more upbeat on the side. People we want to start. Who are you like in a quarterback? Um, Patrick Mahomes. Actually, the top two quarterbacks on my list are 
both from the same game, which uh, gives you some idea of where I think this game is headed. But uh, Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott, one and two on my list. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, who I'm guessing is not on your top ten list. Uh, Cam Newton, probably not on your top ten list either. Also not. (laughs) Tyler Murray, if he's healthy enough to play, not on your top ten list. Justin Herbert and Tom Brady rounding out my top ten list. Okay, well, um, my avoid list sounds remarkably similar to your start list, but I do have some other names on my my list of players I like to start. I've got Josh Allen at the top of it, Lamar Jackson and his head cold virus, whatever is going on at number two, uh, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes coming in at three and four for me, Tom Brady running out the top five, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, and Jalen Hurts. Not not somebody who makes a lot of appearances on my my start list, but again this week. Okay, I've got Aaron Rodgers at the top of my avoid list. Um, believe it or not, uh, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Tyrod Taylor, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, um, whoever starts for the Lions, Case Keenum, and uh, whoever <laughs> starts for the Steelers. Whoever starts for the Lions, whoever starts for the Browns, whoever starts for the Steelers, all on my avoid list. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I can't even speak for um, names. That's fine. Uh, I've got Daniel Jones at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Joe Flacco also checking in there. Surprise, surprise, Trevor Lawrence. Jimmy Garoppolo, as predicted. Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Justin Fields, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, and um, Ben Roethlisberger slash any of their backup quarterbacks, really. So, yes, I will also decline the entire Steelers quarterback situation. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. Um, tight end-wise, no. who do you like? Um, <clears throat> I might be in alone in this, but I don't have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. I actually have him at three. You are alone. You've got Darren Waller. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm the only one on the planet, which is fine. I'm I'm fine here. <laughs> Cut Darren Waller at the top of my list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, George Kittle coming in at two. Travis Kelsey slide number three there. Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts kind of always always there, always reliable. Mike Gesicki gonna bounce back. We're not putting up a zero this week. Thinking much more in the double digits, which is which is great. I'm not giving up. <laughs> Pat, Pat just Fryer changed his uniform again. number to zero. Maybe. I mean, that was. Although was I think that's still not an eligible number for tight ends. Well, who knows these days? Probably a lineman's already wearing it. I mean, geez. I hate this number change thing. Um, Pat Firebooth. That's Tom Brady. Whoever plays, yeah, whoever plays quarterback for the Steelers has to throw the football to somebody in theory. And I think that somebody's going to be Pat Firebooth. What he does with it from there preferably not fumbling it at a very critical junction would be nice, but we're looking on the positives here. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson <laughs> coming in at eight. Hunter Henry, who just scores a touchdown every week, regardless of his targets, and Dalton Schultz running out my top ten. Okay. Um, some overlap. Uh, Travis Kelsey at the top mm-hmm. of my list. Uh, George Kittle, who hasn't been on the list for a while. Okay. Uh, number two Welcome. For me, Darren, Welcome back. Darren Waller also uh, – on high on my list, even though his uh, performance lately hasn't really uh, suggested that he belongs there. Zach Ertz, yeah. Hunter Henry, Mark Andrews, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, 
Jeff Swaim, who I don't think has ever been on this list before and probably never okay, will well, be again. Okay, well, I like it. And I like it. Ian Thomas, uh, same thing with him. He's been on the list a few times, but uh, so far hasn't uh, um, backed that Ian up. Thomas, but, uh, Thomas has an chance. extra I in his name, doesn't he? I think I think that's his, his gimmick, but who knows? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So an eclectic mix. I like it. If I had one more eye, I'd be a Cyclops. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I'm getting it together here. Okay. The avoid list, which is uh, unfortunately does have some of your things on it. Uh, Ricky Fields Jones slash Logan Thomas slash anybody who lines up at tight end for the Washington football team this week. Uh, CG Uzoma, Rob Gronkowski, healthy, not healthy on the field, not on the field. I don't want any part of it. Cameron Brait, again, not really sure what's going on out there. Austin Hooper, Jeff Swaim, who I would love to recommend. I just, maybe not this week. Zacharis also checking in here. Jared Cook, Johnny Smith, and Dawson Knox. Right, I've got TJ Hawkinson at the top of my avoid list. This seems to be a weekly occurrence with us. He's on your recommended yeah, list and yeah. my avoid list. Uh, Tyler Conklin, Mike Isecki is number three on my avoid list. No. Uh, don't want to disappoint you there. Uh, Dallas Goddard, oh. uh, Cole Komet, mm-hmm. Evan Engram, TJ Uzama, uh, both the Colts tight ends, Jack Doyle and Mo Alley Cox, and. Uh, Sad Sam, um, sad Dan Arnold, uh, um, rounding out my or bottoming out my uh, avoid list for I'm, this week. I'm wondering if maybe like a witch or something put a curse on Sam Darnold and Dan Arnold when that trade happened because neither of them they were great before, it's never been the same after. Things have gone off a cliff, and I'm, I really think there's some kind of witchcraft involved here. It just can't be that simple as they're on different teams and things are working. <laughs> No. Well, like I said, they'll probably be the starting quarterback and tight end, respectively, for the Lions next season. But uh, we'll see. Sorry, Jerry Goff. <laughs> You're not, apparently not a TJ Hawkinson fan either, if you believe that. I'm always a TJ Hawkinson fan, but, like, something's okay. going to happen. They'll, they'll run two tight end sets with Sam Darnold as a quarterback mm-hmm. just so they can get Dan Arnold on the field at the same time. I'm not mad about that. I'm I'm actually very on board playing. Let's see. Let's get okay. let get Motor City Dan Campbell on the phone. We'll pitch it. All right. Um, defenses. <laughs> um, I, I managed to confine myself to just ten this week. I don't know if you've noticed, Ooh. but all of my lists have had exactly ten on them this week. So I'm Mr. very Wolf impressed. This might be the first time all at season. At least for one week. <laughs> all, all one week only. Seasons, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Um, Tennessee, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay are my, my first tier. Uh, San Francisco, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Green Bay, second tier. Detroit, the Jets, and the Chargers, uh, third tier. And that adds up to 10 teams for those scoring at home <laughs> or wherever you may be listening. <laughs> Hopefully not this is mathematicians listening. Or library. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're so big. Um, I, I have the Titans, Dolphins, and Patriots in my top three. Uh, the Panthers, Bills, Ravens, believe it or not, the Lions, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, and the Cardinals. 
all checking in in the top ten this week. This may be the only time in history that we both have the Lions in our recommended uh, in our top ten defenses list, but that uh, yeah, it probably won't maybe ever happen more again. about their opponent than guys. about them. Yeah. Okay. Um, avoid list, uh, <laughs> Dallas, Kansas City, Houston, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Seattle, Indianapolis, the WTF, um, Pittsburgh, and the Giants, yeah. the NYG. Yeah, the old, the old NYG, it's, it's not great out there. Um, I also have uh, the Chiefs on my avoid list. For me, the Cowboys are in purgatory. That may be wishful thinking, but there they are. Uh, the Bears, the Falcons, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Vikings, Colts, and the Eagles. So it's a real who's who of the avoid list this week. <laughs> I mean, like it you said, so I think there's a, lot, a fair amount of low-scoring games. Yeah, so let's yeah. dive right in. Okay, first up, Thursday night game, Super Bowl rematch, and I think Atlanta will score fewer points the whole game than they did the first half of the Super Bowl. Uh, New England, I don't think, will score all that many points either, but more than Atlanta. I'll say the the Mac Jones and uh, um, either Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson uh, combination uh, continues to roll. I'll say New England 27, Atlanta 24. Yeah, I have have it even... Even lower scoring, I've got I've got New England winning twenty eight fourteen. Um, I just I obviously I'm never going to pick the, the Falcons. It's just the way it is. But I think actually New England's going to win more by running the ball this week. I, I think it's just going to work out a lot better for them. So here we are, the run first New England Patriots. So next up, we've got uh, Detroit traveling to their second consecutive uh, AFC North opponent uh, last week. They managed to put up a respectable for them showing against the Steelers this week traveling to Cleveland and not sure who Cleveland's starting quarterback is going to be. Not sure it matters. I think Detroit manages to keep it close. (laughs) He does, but I'm not sure I agree with that. And more importantly, I'm not sure Cleveland's coaching staff agrees with that, but We'll see. Um, but I, I think it doesn't matter whoever's playing quarterback for Cleveland is going to get the W. I'll say Cleveland 24 and the winless, still winless uh, Lions 21. Sorry, Blue. Yeah, sorry, Blue. Uh, I don't think things are getting better for the Lions. Uh, I'm actually going to take Cleveland and win this 31-14. It just – Lions defense can't slow down even a very depleted Cleveland offense. So I think Cleveland will look a little more functional, and that's mostly because it's the Lions, but this is not going to be the prettiest football game to watch. I feel pretty confident in that. All right, next up we've got uh, Baltimore at Chicago. Um, assuming that Lamar Jackson is healthy enough to play, and even if he isn't, I think that they'll – uh, prevail in this game, even though it's on the road and they haven't been very impressive lately, but I think they get back on track here. Baltimore 27, Chicago 21, and uh, you know, as with the Patriots, I think they'll be relying heavily on their run game this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's. I, I think Chicago is getting a little better. I think Justin Fields is getting a little better. Maggie's still there. This Baltimore defense is very good, um, but like you said, we've got a couple injuries. Things could they're in Chicago. Things could get weird there. But I'm still going to take Baltimore to win by ten. I've got them winning thirty to twenty. And 
you know, shout out to the a sarcastic shout out to the NFL schedule makers <laughs> who somehow saw it uh, wise to schedule nine early games and only three late games on Sunday, which you know, yeah, they have their reasons for I doing mean, that. But uh, I would love and the, to know the what odd they thing are. is, I think the three late games are probably three of the better, more competitive games yeah. of the day. You know, the early games, you know, not that much there to recommend there might be a couple yeah. close games but um i think as a slate or as a group uh, the late games are likely to be more competitive and more interesting than the early games but i digress um one early game that should be pretty interesting is the um, nfc north showdown between the packers and the vikings aaron Rodgers put up a stinker last week at home let's see if he can do better on the road this week i think he can a lot of people probably think the, the Vikings are back on track since uh, Kirk Cousins was able to take down the Chargers. I'm not so sure. I think uh, the Aaron Rodgers is, will find a way to win this game. So I'll say final score, uh, Green Bay 24, Minnesota 21. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's one thing I'm not completely and totally sure of in this NFL season, it's that the Vikings are going to play exactly to whatever their competition is. They're playing a terrible team. They're going to look terrible. If they're playing a great team, they're going to look like world beaters. They're playing what appears to be a good team in Green Bay, so they will appear to also be a good team, but not quite good enough. I think the Green Bay defense is going to slow down Dalvin Cook enough. Kirk Cousins probably going to throw a pick six out here. So even though Green Bay probably will have a non-existent run game because A.J. Dillon is a fumble machine and Aaron Jones is not going to play, um, I'm going to take Green Bay to win by a field goal, 24-21. Next up, we've got uh, one of the um, games that should not be very competitive, uh, Houston at Tennessee. Last week, If they'd played last weekend, you probably would have had to pick Houston in hindsight, but they're playing this week, new week. Um, they'll carry over. Um, <laughs> I, I think Tennessee wins this in a blowout at home and continues their uh, march through the AFC South. I'll go with uh, Tennessee double-up. Houston 34-17, and um, we'll see if uh, Dr. Okay. Foreman is really their lead back or whether Adrian Peterson somehow uh, rises from the uh, figurative dead. I think he's, I think he's running, rising from the ashes. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. But um, I've got Tennessee winning 30-14, to 14, so not quite as big but close. Uh, even even a, a very beat up, you're down, you know, your number one wide receiver, your number one running back, it still shouldn't be a problem. So Houston still has some problems, and that is going to be Tennessee this week. Next up, a game that maybe some people will be picking to be closer, given that Indianapolis had that close loss at home against Tennessee, and then, you know, victories over the Jets and Jacksonville to kind of sort of get back in the – AFC, you know, wild card conversation, but I think Buffalo is just the far better team. Not sure what happened against uh, Jacksonville two weeks ago, but every team has one or two clunkers like that during the season. And I think um, Buffalo showed against the Jets that they're able to uh, get past uh, bad games like that. And, you know, I'll go with them to blow out Indianapolis here. I'll say uh, Buffalo 30, Indianapolis 17. Ooh, okay. Um, we're close. I've got Buffalo winning thirty-one or thirty to twenty-one. Um, 
if Carson Wentz would stop throwing so many interceptions, I might have been able to pick him to win this game, but I don't think the Buffalo defense and the fact that he probably hasn't slept all week with a new baby is going to be a very good combination, especially in Buffalo, where people are probably already jumping through tables in the parking lot. So I think Buffalo is going to be just fine this week. Next up, I think here's one game we're going to disagree on. I'm going to pick the Jets, who have looked horrible the last nope. three weeks and nope. have only played two good games <laughs> this season, both of them at home against pretty good teams. I think that they're going to uh, actually get their act together this weekend against uh, an almost as bad Miami team and uh, beat them at home. I'll say uh, Jets 27, Dolphins 24. Okay, we are, we are certainly going to disagree on this one. Um, I've got Miami winning 23-13. I don't think this is a, a game that anyone's going to be real fired up about, but Mike Gusecki is going to catch some footballs, maybe even a touchdown. Uh, but Joe Flacco, literally if anyone else were playing quarterback for the Jets, I might have been able to pick him to win this game, but not Joe Flacco. Absolutely not Joe Flacco. <laughs> he had some nice games yes, last year when he fell in, but we'll see. The mm. fact that they thought Josh Johnson would be a better starter than him uh, – Tells you all they need to know, but Josh Johnson, okay, Mike figure White. out why they gave up a draft pick <laughs> to get him back. But like you said, that's the Jets. Sure. I mean, they could have probably just called the Eagles and asked nicely. Hey, can we just have Joe Flacco? And they would have been like, "Sure, we've got Gardner Minshew. Yeah. We're good." What do I know? <laughs> um, speaking of Gardner Minshew and the Eagles, they're hosting the Saints. I think this is going to be one of the more interesting games in the early slate, not because these are two great teams, but you never know what you're, you know, the Forrest Gump thing about not knowing what you're going to get you know, between these two yeah, teams like week to week. Yeah, I just, I don't know what I'm going to get from either of these teams, but um, no. if Alvin Kamara is back and New Orleans defense is playing uh, anywhere near their potential, I think they're far better than the Eagles defense. So even if uh, the Eagles offense might be a little bit uh, firing on uh, all cylinders a little bit more than New Orleans at this point. I'm still going to pick New Orleans on the road to win this. Uh, welcome back, Alvin Kamara. I'll say the Alvin Kamara is 27 and the, you know, the, you know, the Jordan the Howard, Boston Scott, whatever's um, 24. I'm actually going to pick the Eagles to win this game in a close one, 21-20, mostly because neither of these offenses really have, have made me feel like they're going to play a, a realistically good football game. And I like the New Orleans defense a lot better, but I, I just I just have a feeling that the Eagles maybe just don't know enough that they shouldn't win this game and they're just going to fall into one here. Um, but, I I mean, I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. I guess, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think it should be an interesting game to watch, and it could go either way just because, you know, both of those teams are so mercurial, but we'll see. So next yeah. up we've got San Francisco at Jacksonville. Jacksonville seems to be a little bit more respectable the last few weeks, but they are a cat team, so alas, they will go down to defeat. True. Um, San True. Francisco, nice game against the Rams last week. I don't know how much carryover there is, and they are playing on the East Coast at, you know, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, so we'll see how that works out for them. But um, I guess if you're a West Coast team, unless you're playing an evening game, you're always 
playing at one o'clock. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, unless you're in the central and mountain time zones, but um, um, which doesn't happen too often. But anyway, um, <laughs> back to the matter at hand here. I'll say San Francisco wins this in a blowout. I'll say that Jimmy Garoppolo is 34 and the Trevor Lawrence is 20. All right. Um, I am <clears throat> shocker of all shocks, not going to pick the 49ers to win this game. Um, I'm actually I'm going to pick the Jaguars, and I, I think it's going to be more their run game that does it for them, but that really a lot is going to depend on what James Robinson does. But I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win 26-21, a little convincingly. 21-26, got it. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Let's see what happens. Um, I think that's our, our mini upset of these. The well, other interesting game <laughs> from my perspective in the early games is uh, Washington at Carolina and just, you know, Cam Newton revenge, Ron Rivera returning. Um, mm-hmm. I, this, I think, could go either way, but it, just because they're at home, I'll probably – uh, go with Carolina, and that's probably the main reason going with them. And also, uh, I like the, the storyline with Cam Newton for whatever reason. Maybe that'll work out um, here where it didn't in New England. But uh, I'll go with them by a field goal, uh, just a lot of it depending, too, on Washington's uh, health at the skill positions, running back, wide receiver, not very healthy, a lot of questionables. No. On the list, uh, I'll take Carolina 30, Washington 27. Um, I am going to go the other way on this game. I'm going to pick the WTF to win for a second week in a row. I think that Riverboat Ron is going to get the best of Cam Newton. I think we saw Cam Newton in a, in a carefully curated set of plays where he was going to do nothing but succeed last week. I, I personally, I, I think we all know this from last season, I am a, a, an XFL apologist. I really enjoy P.J. Walker and what he's doing. I think he would be the better option at quarterback, but they didn't spend $10 million on him. So we're going to get Cam Newton. The Washington defense, even without Chase Young, I think is still pretty formidable, and I think they're going to do enough to neutralize Cam Newton and potentially Christian McCaffrey, just enough that they can sneak in a win here, and I've got them winning 24-20. All right, um, next we go to the late games and Cincinnati uh, coming off a bye week uh, at Las Vegas, which I guess thought they had a bye the second half of the Kansas City game. but <laughs> They sure uh, decided they anyway, did. Yeah, I, I think they're going to bounce back and I think they're going to uh, win this game. Uh, I think it'll be fairly high scoring. I think both Derek Carr and Joe Burrow will have their moments, but... I, I like Las Vegas' defense a little bit more than Cincinnati, and Cincinnati lost some pretty bad uh, games uh, right before their buys. So I'll yeah. go with uh, Las Vegas 31 and Cincinnati 24 here. I'm going to go with Cincinnati to win this for a couple of reasons. One, they are coming off the bye. They have been very embarrassed. They are getting a little healthier, which is good. They've had plenty of time to prepare for the Raiders. And let's also remember that it is after daylight savings time. The Raiders do not historically do well in this. It's that time of year where the the bottom is going to drop out of this. And while I think the Raiders overall are a more complete team, I think this week Cincinnati's going to have their number, and they're going to sneak by 30 to 28. Uh, you left out one thing, though. Cincinnati's a cat team. Bingo. 
we, I, I am staying on Blue's Cat side. Do not do However, well, you may not be. After daylight this is true. Time. And <laughs> this is true. <laughs> there is hard science to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't, I guess, I'm just trying to think. No, I don't think a cat team has won a Super Bowl. The Carolina has been there several times, but they haven't yeah, won. Detroit, yeah. no. Jacksonville, no. You know, Cincinnati has been in several Super Bowls, but not won. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's tough. Maybe if to uh, Cincinnati cat. plays Carolina in a Super Bowl some year, that, that would be interesting. You know, maybe this is why Blue has so much rage. This could be it. Yeah. Well, those two teams playing, that would be like <laughs> Buffalo versus Minnesota in a Super Bowl. Somebody would have to win, but I'm not Somebody's clear not how that would happen. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, Arizona at Seattle, another interesting game. A lot of this depends on whether Kyler Murray and or DeAndre Hopkins are healthy enough to play. I'll say that Kyler Murray is healthy enough to play. That's my assumption in this pick. And, you know, Russell Wilson didn't look very good in his first week back. Of course, they're at home and he's had an extra no. week to heal. But I still think Arizona, um, led by uh, DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Collars, uh, or at least half of A.J. Collars, <laughs> uh, pulls this out. I'll say Arizona 31, Seattle 27. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Arizona as well. I think they even – Whoever is going to start at quarterback, whoever is going to play wide receiver, I think they they have enough going. I think that James Conner is dynamic enough that I I think they can steal one here, even in Seattle. I think Russell Wilson will look better, certainly without a think last week. But Arizona's defense is going to is going to do enough to keep them keep them from winning the game. Arizona's going to win twenty eight twenty three. I think this, like you said, these afternoon games are all going to be very good. Yeah, um, next up, the uh, marquee matchup of the day, at least from my perspective, your Cowboys traveling Obviously, on the road to Kansas fun. City. Kansas City looks like its uh, offense is back in gear. Dallas's offense was certainly in gear last weekend against the Falcons. I don't think this will be quite on the epic scale of the Chiefs-Rams Monday night game from well, a few seasons yeah. back where it was, what, 54 to 51 or whatever the final score was there. But so I think both these teams score uh, lots of touchdowns. And I'll go here um, with a final score of uh, Kansas City 45 and Dallas 38 in what should be one okay. of the highest scoring games of the season. I love it. I, I love everything but who you picked to win. Um, I have a, a little bit lower scoring uh, game I've got the Cowboys winning this 35-31. Um, it makes me feel weird and uncomfortable for the Cowboys to win. It's not something I, I feel confident in doing, but I think the Cowboys are going to show up. They're going to put their big boy pants on. And the defense, even with Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey out there, I think the Cowboys' defense is, is going to be the difference maker here. I don't know if it's you know, going to be like an Ezekiel Elliott day. I think it's the defense is, is the reason they'll win this game, which is Something new and different for the Cowboys. Yeah, we'll see. My prediction is Patrick yeah. Mahomes throws for 700 yards on that defense. So we'll see how good they are. Not out of the question. It's just as easy that can happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that should be a fun game to watch. So I'm looking forward to that, even as a Giants fan. Um, yeah. Especially if Dallas finishes second. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night game. Um, much not less. as interesting <laughs> as Ben Roethlisberger's not playing 
quarterback, but um, I think Chargers, they looked horrible at home last week against the Vikings and losing that game. I think they bounced back this week. Any team that uh, gets tied by the Lions is um, not hitting on all cylinders. I'll say Chargers 28, uh, Steelers 24. Um, I've got the Chargers winning 28 and the Steelers 17. Uh, I think this game actually becomes more interesting if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play quarterback. So we'll see. We'll see what we get out there. But the Chargers are going to bounce back. They're going to look better. The Steelers maybe not so much. Okay. So that brings us to a game I wish we didn't have to talk about, and that's the Monday night matchup. (laughs) This is one of those weeks where I wish your team were playing on Monday night rather than mine because your team is probably going to be involved in one of the more interesting games this uh, week, and my team will probably be involved in one of the um, less interesting games of this week, but uh, uh, my Giants traveling on the road to Tampa Bay. They actually played, I think it was a Thursday night game last year at the Meadowlands, and the Giants kept it close for uh, for a while, but I just don't see that happening this time. And, uh, you know, Giants defense has been better recently, but I just don't think they're going to be able to muster enough offense uh, with or without Saquon Barkley. I'll say the uh, Tom Brady's 28 and the Daniel Jones is 17. I actually think the Giants are going to keep this close the whole way. I think that they're they're going to lose by a much smaller margin. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not going to go as far as to pick them to win as much as I'd like to, but a pissed off Tom Brady coming off the loss is really not something I'm going to pick against. But I've got Tampa Bay winning 28-23. I think that defense still has a lot of issues and a lot of question marks. The Giants are going to have to throw the ball all day long, whether or not take ones in that game. Um, who's going to be healthy enough to catch it? I'm not entirely sure. But I think Daniel Jones is, is a better quarterback than we're maybe giving him credit for. And I think he's going to be able to make a little bit of magic happen and at least keep keep them around and, and keep Tampa Bay playing the whole game. So I am, I am more so optimistic about that. quick bit of trivia. The Giants within the last, I think, three weeks, have played both of last year's Super Bowl teams on Monday night on the road. I think you guys make mad at the schedule on this. Jeez, that is unfortunate. I am sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It'll, we'll get a top draft, top five draft pick out of it if the Bears top five pick like doesn't try to get two. Us out. <laughs> yeah. So how many we've used up four of the five already, and we haven't even talked about the Jets or the Lions or the Jaguars? <laughs> it's a very crowded top five. Uh, or the Texans. So, yeah. Oh, God, there's so many. There we are. There's our ten teams. So we're right on schedule for, for where we're in the season. Uh, we have obviously come to the end of all all of the nuggets of wisdom we've given you to win this week. Before we go, we'll give you a couple of value picks uh, for daily fantasy lineups. There's some good ones this week. Uh, at quarterback, you've got Tua Tungavailoa, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrows, Trevor Simeon. I'm really reaching there, but there's some value to be had. Uh, running back Elijah Mitchell and his surgically repaired hand are going out there. Tony Pollard could be very interesting. A.J. Dillon, David Montgomery. The wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, is insanely cheap and a great value. I can't say enough about that. 
Robbie Anderson, who's back from the dead. Brandon Cooks, who has got a great matchup despite the fact that he's playing on the Texans. A tight end, Noah Font, Tyler Conklin, Dawson Knox, all good picks there. Defensively, uh, the Panthers are without a doubt the best value this week. If you're looking to stack teams, Kansas City, Dallas, obviously a lot of points there. Cleveland and Miami also going to be very good, kind of under-the-radar stack. So we've given you everything you possibly need to take your season long, your daily fantasy pick. Everybody is you don't win this week, wins. it's your fault. Yes, exactly. So we will be back with you next week, bringing you more wisdom, more winners, all the news and notes, everything you could need for the next week of your NFL season. We'll be back on Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, like we are every every season. We will also be bringing you our Thanksgiving turkeys. That is always a good episode, so we've got that coming next week. Uh, you can find us all over social media. We're on uh, Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can email us at forthaninchesshow at gmail.com. So anywhere you get your favorite podcast, if you need some, some company on your commute home for Thanksgiving or wherever you're going this week, we're there for you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.